Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast with your host, Chris Anderson. In this show, Chris and his guests will share their knowledge and experience on how to go from zero to successful entrepreneur. They have built their businesses from scratch and are now ready to give back to those who are just starting. Let's get ready to learn, grow, and elevate our businesses. And now your host, Chris Anderson. Welcome back to another recording of the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. Uh, And today we're going to get into why it's important to become a thought leader in your market, in your industry, and how that helps you become sought after, which is, you know, as a business owner, what we all want, right? To be sought after, to have more customers, clients, and make a better impact, a bigger impact on the world. Uh, And so we brought on Nikki Blue on the show today. Nikki, welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast. I'm pumped and excited to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me on the show. Absolutely. Glad to have you on. Excited to talk about thought leadership. So, you know, how long have you been within this topic of thought leadership as, as a speaker, as an author? I know you have multiple books. You know, what's this journey been like as far as like time commitment? Well, I got into the game of thought leadership in um, late 2015. So it's been close to eight years that I've been doing this. Awesome. And I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. When I was 11 years old, the Islamic Revolution took place in Iran. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall. This wasn't going to be a place to raise a Christian family. So he made a plan. He executed it. And he got the family out of Iran. And we went to Europe first. And then we settled where I now live in Toronto, Ontario, mm. Canada. Now, at the time, I was 11 years old, man. I didn't want to leave my home. I didn't want to leave my friends. Right. But I got to tell you something, man. That was the greatest thing my father could have done for us. He took our legacy from one of tyranny to one of freedom. It made me the biggest champion for freedom that ever was, brother. Mm -hmm. Freedom is what beats inside every human breast. The desire for freedom animates us all. We want to do what we want, when we want. We want to choose our path in life. And that unfortunately isn't the way it is in every country in the world. It certainly isn't the way it is in Iran and in many other places. And there's folks over here that are even trying to take freedoms away. And that's why I'm such a stand for freedom. Freedom is everything as far as I'm concerned. My late father He was a man who believed in freedom. He was a man who taught me how to be the man that I am today. Dad would come to me and say, son, life is about people, is about making a difference for people. It's not about making money. Business isn't about making money. I mean, yeah, you want to make money, but you want to serve the people. And my father was a man who believed in people. My father was a man who poured into people. My father was a man who uplifted people. If he knew you, you were looking for work, he'd make calls till he got you a job. If he knew you, you were trying to start a business, he'd sit with you and help you get that business off the ground. If he knew you and you were trying to buy a car or a house and you didn't quite have enough money, he would top you up with a loan that he'd never let you pay back. Hmm. I wanted to be like my dad. And man, that's my whole shebang. That's my whole jam. I meet somebody in life immediately I believe in them. Immediately I see the best version of them. Immediately I see what's possible for them. And that's what it's all about. The world is tied to all these charlatan marketers that are just trying to take your money from you and deliver nothing to you. Heart leadership is the basis of successful thought leadership. Write that down. Heart leadership is the basis of successful thought leadership. So you lead from your heart, you make a difference for people, you show them how they can go out there and do what they do. And a lot of good people out there, they're scared to sell. They don't want to be come across as one of these pushy people. 
Problem is, brother, because of that, they don't go after business they should go after. And some charlatan marketer scoops up that client that should have been theirs. Mm. And the world isn't as good a place as a result of that. So we teach people how to reframe selling to serving. Nobody wants to be sold. Chris, you don't want to be sold. I don't want to be sold. But don't you love being served by a caring human being, by an advocate, by somebody who loves people, who wants the best for them? Of course Mm -hmm. you do. Of course I do. And that is the heart of our approach, how we teach people, how we bring them into success, my brother. And I love that. I think, you know, that heart leadership, you know, the servant leadership, whatever you, that direction you want to come from, like, that's super important because, you know, it changes our perspective from ourselves to, to the other person that we're actually trying to help and, you know, brings us on that path of thinking of them first. Uh, and that truly helps us make a difference. That really helps us, you know, elevate people in their own lives because we're going to see them and not just, uh, we're going to see them as a person they are and not just a client. And so it changes that perspective. But, you know, you mentioned freedom a lot uh, within that thought leadership, you know, dynamic, both that kind of goes together. You, you know, you're up in Toronto, you know, freedom sometimes can be uh, tried to, I guess, taken over a little bit. We've seen that you know, recently here in the U.S. and, and Canada as well. Yes. You know, where do you see that that freedom headed with thought leadership with, you know, we don't have to get super political or anything, but, you know, with our countries, like, where do you see all that headed? You know, thought leadership, is it still going to be, are we still going to have the freedom to talk? Freedom, brother. Yeah. Good people want freedom. They want to come out there and they want to make things happen for themselves. And as long as we keep spreading the good word, it's going to spread and we're going to continue to be able to have this be a free society in Canada and in the United States. So you got to make sure you vote for people who are not tyrants, who are not trying to take everything away from you. Maybe all your life you've been a Democrat, but you know what? Today's Democratic Party is more like a communist party. So today you wouldn't be voting Democrat. You'd be voting communist if you voted Democrat. And you just got to be careful. And in Canada, the same. Maybe you've always voted liberal, but today's liberal party is a communist party. You wouldn't be voting liberal. You'd be voting communist. So you just got to vote for the folks who aren't absolute commies trying to take every little bit of freedom away from you. So that's number one. Now, as far as thought leadership is concerned, what thought leadership allows you to do is for your majesty to stand out, for your awesomeness to stand out. We teach people how to bring that which is best in them, bring it into the market in a way that they stand out. Let me tell you a powerful story. There's a woman that came to us just a few years ago. And this woman had a practice as a naturopathic doctor, doctor of natural medicine. She's doing well, six figures a year. But brother, her father was dying of brain cancer and she wanted to honor him by elevating her success because he was a successful businessman. She came to us and she sat with us. She says, I got to honor my dad. And a few months later, her dad died. Mm. God rest his soul. And we said to her, okay, we're going to help you honor your dad. The way to do that is to let the magic and the genius of your expertise out. So how do you help people? She's like, oh, well, I can do anything for anybody. No, 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 that's not thought leadership. That's sameness. That's the sea of sameness. We don't want you in the sea of sameness. We want you in thought leadership. She goes, okay. So we helped her figure out that she really loved helping women, professional women over 45, who had great marriages, great careers, great children, but they no longer felt beautiful, sexy, desirable. Hmm. 
Women love feeling beautiful, sexy, desirable. That's the bottom line. Women love it and they should love it because that is a part of their identity. It's a part of their greatness. So we helped her come up with a great brand name. Get your sexy back. Get your <laughs> sexy back, man. Year one, that messaging to that group of women doubles her business. Year two, doubles it again. Year three, doubles it again. She went from 100K a year to 100K a month. Brother, what a championship type lifestyle. Yeah, that's the power of thought leadership and standing out for your greatness. So and how do people go about that? People to do. Yeah, exactly. So how do people go about like even beginning, you know, to become that thought leader? You know, at Elevate Media, we we kind of direct people and, and guide people and show people the the power of getting on video uh, to show that they're thought leaders in an industry to build that authority. But you know, from your perspective, what are some good ways that people can start building? themselves well, into that thought leadership so position. listen um i want to use it use a powerful analogy what's your favorite sport chris uh, i would have to be to, uh probably soccer i grew, played soccer growing up you played soccer my sons play soccer especially my yeah. older son he's 17 years old he plays center back I should uh, send you a copy of his highlight reel because we're working on getting him a pro tryout in, in Europe oh, and, awesome. and, and some division one. Okay. So would you agree that one of the greatest soccer players of all time is Leonardo Messi? Oh yeah, for sure. Right. No question about it. Yeah. Now you asking me, what are some things people can do to get to thought leadership? It's a great question, but brother, you want to be a thought leader you want to, is like saying, I want to play like Leo Messi. Show me some tips <laughs> on how to play like Leo Messi. Leo yeah. Messi has been playing soccer since he was three years old. Right. He's been practicing kicking balls over people's head, catching them on the other end since he was three freaking years old. You want to be a thought leader, my friend? You need somebody to come sit down with you, someone like me, someone like my team, to help you take your expertise, that genius within, and mold it just like a great coach for Leo Messi did. Mm. and help you put it in the form of powerful messaging. And then you go on video. Because if someone goes on video and they sound like an idiot, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> it's not good. It's bad. You've got to get that figured out. So let's just put it like this. You play soccer. Let's just say you said to me, hey, Nikki, I want to be known as a thought leader who shows um, people, adults, how they can play soccer and use that to become – you know, better thinkers. Maybe that was mm. your shtick. I just made all that up, right? <laughs> right. But I'm just saying, okay, Chris, so you know something about soccer. Great. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to sit down with you. We're going to help you take uh, all that you know about soccer and in a systematic way, create a um, intellectual property download. We're going to help you write out tons of stuff about soccer. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So tell me something you know to be true about the sport of soccer as a player. Endurance. You got to have endurance to, to last the whole game. Great. You need to have endurance to last the whole game. First thing I'd have you do is I'd have you come up with 55 more statements like that. Okay. Boom. Got done. It. Then I'd have you take endurance and I'd say, Chris, give me two more sentences. Explain it more deeply. Go. Yeah. Uh, endurance. So you're going to have to practice a lot to get to that level. Um, and you're also going to have to know your limits. So when you do get gas, you can have a sub instead of hurting your team by not going fully out there. Boom. Deeper explanation done. So, Chris, 
You got three or four examples of mm-hmm. this that you know about. Boom, boom, boom. The names. You got some books that have been written about soccer or documentaries that do this. Yes. Boom, boom, boom. We list all those. Chris, do a little write-up. Do, do, do a little visual uh, model for it. Boom, boom, boom. Done. Give us a metaphor. You know, having endurance in, in soccer is like what? You know, running a marathon is the same, but boom, um, it's yeah. like running a marathon. You got to prepare, right? You got to yep. prepare something like mm-hmm. that. Congratulations, Chris. In 30 seconds, you and I created what's called an intellectual property snapshot. This would be written out in, according to a, a scale. Mm-hmm. I'd have you do 55 of these. Now we did these in 30 seconds and you'd probably want to go and fix things and all that jazz. Right. Right. But if we did this for three months, you would have a depth to your um, soccer program that would not be like every other charlatan marketer who goes, I played soccer once. Let me go be a coach. Yeah, right. don't work like that, bro. You want to be a real thought leader. You need to think. You need to have your thoughts out in a structured fashion. You need to be thinking about how to put them into programs, how, how to monetize them, but also how not to be a charlatan, how to deliver something mm. of value that's going to make a difference for people. There's no tips to thought leadership, brother. Thought leadership is a long game. It's a long game. And look, doing videos are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of videos. I do a ton of them. You better know what you're talking about if you're going to go on video. You right. better not be some dumbass, excuse my language, who goes <laughs> out there and says stuff like, work harder, be smarter. That's the that's the that's the equivalent of an Instagram model showing you their abs. Right. Right? Like, no, man, no, don't do that. Don't do that. People are gonna laugh at you. You want to be a thought leader, say things that matter. So mm. So what if someone's trying to what if someone's trying to get into that and figure out, you know, how to go deeper within their area of expertise? Like what are some things well, they've got to do what thoughts? I just told you? They got to start writing out stuff. And if they need want to learn how to do this, reach out to me. I'll give you my info in the show notes. I'll put them to you. I'll give you some some things you can do. You can get a couple of my books, they'll get you started on doing that. But you, you know, you got to do it daily. Like mm. you got to pick an area that you are you are knowledgeable and expert in. And you got to think, what about you makes you valuable, right? Like, listen, I'm really good on, on, uh, on a stage or on a virtual stage like this. That's my shtick, right? I'm, I'm good at it. I can speak. I can show people how to speak. I can show, give people energy. Do I want to teach people how to be a professional speaker? No, (laughs) no, I don't. Right. But I, I tell you what, what I'm really good at, I'm good at believing in people and helping them win. I'm good at making sure they feed their families and they thrive. That's what juices me, man. You got to find out what juices you. Mm. You can't just be about, oh, what else? what's my expertise? What do I want to know, man? What makes you come alive? Because the world needs more people that have come alive, bro. That's what the world needs. So I got, I have this client, right? His name's Carl Kramer. He passed away, unfortunately, last summer. Mm. The age of 61. Mm. Really sad. Carl came to us. He had been a executive vice president of a corporation. He'd become a business coach and he used to make 300,000 a year as an EVP, but he was only making seven, eight grand a month as a coach. And he knew some of my clients that were making 50, a hundred grand a month. And he knew one kid who, let me just be blunt, was a dumbass <laughs> and was making a hundred to $200,000 a month because of the work I did with him. 
a dumbass, like a, a genuine, like a nice guy, but a dumbass. He would self-admitted dumbass. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> Make a lot of money for a dumbass, but you're a dumbass. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> and he goes, so this kid's making 100 to 200 grand a month. And you, you you did this for him? Could you could you help me? I, go, I don't know. Let's talk. Right. And so we talked to him and he was trying to be a coach for anybody, anybody again. And we said, no, man, narrow your focus. So he started working with law firms that were owned by a single lawyer, no partnerships. Huh. Okay. And he wanted to just help them triple their business. That was his promise. Single uh, owner law firm, triple your business. You have to be over a million dollars. Otherwise, I won't work with you. Mm-hmm. Bro, he went from seven grand a month to 40 grand a month in six months. Six months. He, he could have gone to 100. He just didn't want to work that hard. Mm. Just said, man, that's too much work. I, I, I'm, I'm good. 40 grand a month is good. I like how much I work. I don't want to work anymore. Boom. Guy was 57 when he met us. 57, mm. bro. 57. That's the power of thought leadership. So mm. he, he was an expert at helping people solve problems and achieve growth. It wasn't that he was an expert salesman, an expert soccer player, whatever, right? Right. That's the power of it. So what is it that makes you come alive? What would you do for free? But we're not going to have you do it for free. Right. Yeah. 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 I think that, and that's, that's a great point too, because you say he's 57, you know? So it's really at any age, you can figure out what makes you come alive and really start leaning into that. I think it's never too late. Never. Never, man. I'm 56 years old, bro. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still getting out there figuring things out. Yeah. I do know I love helping good people, good men and women that are in business mm-hmm. that have been burned one time too many by somebody who's taken their money and delivered them nothing. And I'm, I'm the answer. I'm the antidote to that. That I know it excites me. I like a guy who's making, say, under 100 grand a year. I love helping him get to 300. I love a guy who's making 300 grand a year and I love getting him to half a million to a million. I love a guy making a million a year. I love getting him to three and five million. I see the belief, I see the potential in somebody and I see where they're not believing in themselves enough and they just want someone to believe in them to just ignite that fire. And that is what I do for people, bro. And that is what every good person in the world deserves. Mm. Yeah. And I think when we can do that, when we can, and you know, sometimes we can't, or a lot of times we can't do it alone. And so like finding those individuals like yourself or, you know, the person at the right time, you know, when you're ready, whoever that is, I think being able to utilize them and, and lean into them and gain that, you know, encouragement or direction or whatever it is can really, you know, elevate it so much faster on our journey than if we just continually try to do it on ourselves where we probably want to get to the same spot, really. Don't do it alone, brother. Don't do it alone. Earlier this year, man, I decided to um, reverse a not so great trend. I used to be a fitness Mm. coach. I got out of that field. I got into the world of business coaching and business workshops and programs and all that. And I gained over 50 pounds over a 12-year period. Every year I tell myself, ah, you can fix anytime you want. But it wasn't true. It was a lie because I'd taken on a new identity. Mm. I got so disgusted with myself. I said, I'm going to turn this around. I'm going to hire a guy to train me because I'm not a coach anymore. So I did. Online coaching, man, that's all I got from this guy. And over six months, I went down from 227 to 169. 
I'm not telling this to you to say, look at Nikki, he's a great guy. He's always so impressive. No, I'm just telling you that if you want something done well, get yourself the right coach. Yep. Humble yourself, listen to that coach, and you'll win. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think by ourselves, we can only go so far, but with someone else, we can, you know, truly expedite our process and get so much farther. Yes, sir. I want to tell you one last story to land yeah. the plane and wrap this up. So about five and a half years ago, I was introduced to a woman who was uh, the country director for Canada for one of the world's oldest and largest personal development firms. Amazing woman, super successful. But she decided she needed help. She brought a guy on to run the company with her. For about a year, everything was great. But then their visions of the future diverged. There was a board of directors involved, and they kicked her out of her own company. Kind of like Steve Jobs in the 80s with Apple and John <laughs> Scully. And like Steve, she was like lost, bereft. Oh, my God, what am I going to do for about 18 months? And then she was introduced to us. We loved on her. We poured into her. We gave her everything we had, and we took her from losing to winning. In her first month, she made 10 grand. In her second month, she made 12 grand. In her third month, she made 18 grand. In her fourth month, she made $62,200. So it was unreal. That's awesome. And she lives in Ottawa. I live in Toronto. And my son played soccer at the time. He was 12. He's now almost 18. He had a tournament in Ottawa. So we drove to Ottawa so he could play in the tournament. And anyways, it was great. I called her up while we were driving. I said, hey, we're coming to Ottawa for this tournament. You want to bring your son, who's my boy's age, you want to watch, grab some lunch? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did it. Everybody had a good time. We won the tournament. And then we drove <laughs> back home. And as, you know, as we got back home, uh, you know, I was preparing for an event. We had a workshop. And it's our branded thought leader immersion workshop, which we do four times a year. And um, she was a member of our program at that time. So she was there and there were some new people and we had the, the uh, enrollment opportunity for people who wanted to come in our back end. Right. And um, brother, the way I do it is I don't do it. I, I, I call our members and I say, Hey, share your story. Mm. And so I said, who'd like to share? And she didn't even wait for me to call on her, man. She just bounded on stage, almost knocked me on my ass. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, guess you want to share. And as soon as she got up, man, I, I go to the back. I'm standing behind her. And I see her shoulders are heaving. And I'm like, what's going on? And I hear her sob. I'm like, well, is she crying? Shit, she's crying. And I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do wrong? This is terrible. <laughs> and so my lady works with me. She brought her a box of tissues and she gratefully accepted one and just, you know, and then she said to me, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your son came to visit me and my son, my son said, mommy, mommy, who are we going to go meet in that excited way? Little 12 year old boys do. And I said, oh, sweetheart, we're going to meet Nikki Baloo and his son. And then she said, all of a sudden he got really quiet. And she's and, and and she, he asked her, oh, mommy, are we going to meet the man who saved our family? Hmm. 
Now, bro, I'm pretty old school. I don't cry in public. You know, I'm I'm a man's man, right? Like, but I started to cry. We hugged. Everybody's like going, oh, and they're clapping. And she said, you didn't know this, but when we first met, we hadn't paid our mortgage in months. Bank was about to take over the house. And my husband and I, we were fighting, she said, every single day, like cats and dogs. And the kids were afraid we were going to break up. I was afraid we were going to break up. She said, but when we started to make some money, that took all those problems away. We stopped fighting. We, you literally helped us save our family. Hmm. So, bro, when I heard her say that, I'm like, damn, that's why God has me do this work. And that's really, it's all about making a difference, serving people, giving your heart, giving your all to people. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's a crucial thing too within that. Like we all have our, you know, almost kind of like our purpose, our reason we have that thing that drives us. And if we, if we shy away from that, if we don't lean into it and build that kind of like what you're saying right there is there's people that miss out because we don't take action on, on that, on that passion of ours, of, of what f uh, fuels us up. And when we don't do that, then the people we're meant to serve and help miss out on what we bring, which, you know, can affect their lives, obviously. And so if we don't take that action, we don't take that leap of faith. If we don't take that risk, we don't try, then a lot of people, you know, can, can, you know, struggle or have, or have things happen that we could have helped solve. So I think that's why it's so important to, to again, just to lean into that become your own thought leadership and, and lean on someone who can, you know, direct you even better. Amen, brother. Amen. Well said. Well said. Well, well Nikki, this has been a good conversation and a lot to think about for people when they're, you know, on their journey, uh, some good actionable stuff there at the beginning of, of writing just ideas down and, and just starting that process to see where they could uh, be headed. And of course, find a mentor within it. So if people do want to reach out to you, get connected with you, I know you have multiple, multiple books um, and, and things of that nature. Where's the best place people can connect with you at, learn more about you, what you do and, and, and get connected. Look, I got my podcasts and my books. You can just go on to amazon.com, type in Nikki Ballou, N-I-C-K-Y-B-I-L-L-O-U. And if someone is in the, I want to buy a book, listen to a show, that's, that's the thing to do. But if you're a business owner, honestly, and you want to, you want to like take it to the next level and you want someone to believe in you and you, you got a real deal business. Okay. Cause that's obviously important, right? Then mm -hmm. jump on my calendar, go to eCircleAcademy.com forward slash appointment, eCircleAcademy.com forward slash appointment. Tell me you came here from this show. And I'll give you a 45-minute uh, coaching session for free. And we'll set you up on what you need to do to win. And I'll show you what it's like to be uh, around somebody who actually wants what's best for you. That's what's best for himself. The non-charlatan marketer approach to success. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. So everyone get connected with Nikki, find out or more about him, learn more from him, get connected, all that. Uh, and again, Nikki, thanks so much for being on the Elevate Media Podcast today. Brother, thanks for having me on the show. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.